This is The Face Podcast with me, Matthew Whitehouse, recorded at Spotify. On this week's Halloween special, we're joined by The Face music director, Davey Reed, The Face features editor, Olive Pometsi, and Jade Wick's face assistant editor. Hello. Hi. And that's Hi. just hello to you. Hello. Hello to you. <laughs> and we're here to talk about Halloween and our favourite scary movies, our favourite scary songs. But let's start with the day itself. Are you doing anything for Halloween? Are you doing anything to celebrate? Don't know, I've always been a bit of a scrooge about dressing up. Like, mm. I don't know, can you imagine me with like a set of fangs and a cape? I can't actually. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll give it a whirl. I mean, I always get, <laughs> don't get me wrong, I always get like a little um, bag of them little Mars bottles in for the kids. I'm like a meanie <laughs> with it, you know what I mean? But like, uh, yeah, you won't be see me like as a friend. Do you love trick or treaters where you live? Yeah, um, well, I don't know. I was the first year I've moved, but on the first floor flat and the, the bottom floor have taken it quite seriously and they've got those like pumpkins and that like on Aww. their mantelpiece so yeah. I think they'll probably beat me to it but I'll get, I'll get some treats in just in case Right Olive Jade any Halloween plans? It's not a good year for me Halloween wise I've not got any plans I'll probably just like stay in Do you normally do anything? Uh, usually I try to go out I, mm. like, I like to have an event where I can wear a costume mm. that's I, I do like mm. the opportunity to dress up To be fair I thought I wasn't going to go out but at least we're getting paid tomorrow aren't we? Yeah, yeah. we are So actually. maybe we should yeah. go mm. for a Halloween rave Some of my friends are going on a spooky boat um, you love a boat, don't you? But I didn't buy a ticket and the, all the spaces are full up, so I won't be Aww. on the spooky boat. But I did go on the spooky boat two Halloweens ago. I remember that. Um, yeah, that was exciting. You just what like, happens on the spooky boat? It's like a, like a canal boat and you just sit there and drink alcohol. And then <laughs> and there's like music playing and there's like all cobwebs on the boat. It's just like a thing to do. Uh, <laughs> what about dressing up? Do you dress up when you go to the spooky boat? Yeah, yeah, What What's some recent Halloween... Last time I was on a speaker boat, I did Lil Nas X. Uh, <laughs> um, did you? Yeah. Well, like it, the devil? No, I did. It was before the devil, actually. It was only an industry baby, so I like got like a pink prison outfit, and then I did my hair up to like, and I did some stubble, hmm. and then the year before that, I did Tyler the Creator. Um, then I've also done like Will Smith as Fresh Prince. I tend to. So do you drag. always cross dress. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know why. I just feel like a good opportunity to dress like a bloke. Mm. Mm. What about you, Matthew? Because you're mm. doing a Halloween thing, right? I will be donning a costume. Halloween, <laughs> some friends coming round. How do you describe the costume? I've ordered a ghillie suit. I believe it's called the snipers. Do you know what it is? Yeah, like the snipers wear that sort of a full camouflage thing that looks kind of spooky. That's what I'm doing, and having some friends over. But are you, are you dressing up, Jade? No, I always find that like dressing up is better in theory than it actually is in practice. Do you what I think it's maybe like a London thing of like people aren't as up for it. They think they're too cool. I yeah. remember once I went to Village Underground, and like I was like, I need something, so I cut up a sheet and just like put it as like a cape and I got there and like got in a village underground and I was like, just stood there in like the rave like with a sheet round and I was like <laughs> I go and like stuff it behind the toilet or something because no one else is dressed up everyone's staring at me I was like come on man it's Halloween but traumatised from that so, one yeah, incident so yeah that was the last time for me I'll tell you what a trendy outfit might be is Donnie Darker right because it's oh, the heaven yeah. thing they're showing mm. it at the Prince Charles on Friday and then, was there some heaven Donnie Darker merch or something yeah they've done a whole collection themed around the film yeah so that'll be that'll be like the trendy thing to do what are going to be the big pop culture platforms of like the dresses what's going to be this year's bed bugs bed bugs bed bugs yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> although I haven't heard much of them recently Died down a bit, but yeah. yeah, I mean, bed bugs will be hilarious. A knee slapper, it's just like sinister enough to <laughs> to be spooky. But you like, weren't even sitting down on the Victoria line. I've been David. sitting down, and you're the one who hasn't been sitting down. Uh, actually, this week I started sitting down again because I'm tight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but bed bugs is a good one. It's a good group costume as well. Yeah, <laughs> like a whole whole plague. Of yeah, you, you can yeah. infest the party. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> what about films that have come out this year? Anything that's going to have inspired? What scary films have come out in 2023? Megan. Mm. Megan is last this year. year. Yeah, it was January. Wow. God, that feels um, like decades. It does ago. feel like last year, but there was probably going to be a lot of Megans in it there. Yes. Mm. You just need a wig and a baby doll dress mm. and some sassy dance moves. I wonder if there'll be any talk to me costumes because the whole thing is that their pupils go black, so you could really just put the kind of black contact lens in. Yeah. Kind of emulate that. And you can get like a mannequin hand. Mm. Yeah, mannequin hand. Maybe they'll try and emulate the kind of little um, conjuring parties that they do in the film. Did you think Megan was scary? Definitely wasn't scary, but it was an amazing film. What did you love about it? It was just, like, enjoyable from start to finish, but because it was so ridiculous mm. and so ludicrous. And there's so many moments were, like, viral moments. And, like, the whole cinema that I was in was laughing. Mm. And actually, at the end of the screening that I went to, everyone started clapping. Love like, that. it was like we were really there, but, like, at Cannes, like, standing up, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, For Megan, I think... The dance routine was great. When she starts singing Titanium, that was an amazing moment. Mm. It really fed the part of my soul that loves absolutely shit content. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Definitely. What about other films that came out this year? Horror stuff? I think, yeah, Talk To Me. That was the kind of biggest horror one. Which I loved did, that film. Did massively yeah, well. it was yeah, did you enjoy it? We haven't talked about this yet. Yeah, I really did. And I really liked it because I thought the characters were really believable mm. and not kind of stock horror film characters I thought it was quite naturalistic how they spoke to each other and quite believable and I also liked that there wasn't much of a premise beyond it was a spooky hand yeah you know I didn't sort of give the hand any backstory it wasn't yeah. this hand that came from you know it wasn't some ancient Mayan hand mm. and this strange but it was just a hand that was spooky yeah. and if you touched it you saw dead people yeah. they didn't need any explanation that was enough and that's scary as well because I think when they try to explain what the haunting or whatever supernatural thing is happening in a horror film mm. then it ruins the ending because it's not scary anymore, but when you still can't explain it, that's what makes it scary. Mm. Yeah, I really liked how they kind of subverted the whole... Is it a conjuring or like a seance moment where normally that's when, you know, it like scares the characters the most, but actually they were like really enjoying it and they were getting this yeah. massive high off it. I thought that was so subversive yeah. and original and I've not seen that anywhere. I did think the main character deserved a bit of respite. I did think it was just like one thing after another where I was just like, come on. Give this girl a break for a second. Yeah. But, but I loved it. They've got another one in the works. Did they? Yeah. yeah. What, who, the people that made it? The people that made it, who are actually two just like YouTube brothers from Australia, I believe, mm. who would just like make YouTube shorts and then got commissioned by A24 to, to do this, which is amazing as a first feature. It's interesting that um, the one that we like the most talked to me was in A24 film. It feels like they've kind of really cornered the market in terms of those kind of horror films that everyone talks about. You know, I think of like St. Maud and mm. Hereditary and The Witch, I think, was A24. What Midsummer. is it about those films? Midsummer, yeah. Mm. What is it about those films or what is it about what A24 have managed to do that make those films so successful? I think they're just really experimental and they're not afraid to kind of like take the viewer to a really uncomfortable place that doesn't rely on tropes. I think The Witch especially, I found so sinister and unsettling. And it's really kind of the opposite of what you'd imagine you bring to kind of like a pitch or a meeting and say, this is what my film is going to be about. Um, it's just set on a farm and there's not much dialogue. And I kind of, you know, it's kind of the opposite of what you'd imagine would sell. Kind of like um, Ariaster's new film that came out this year, Bo is Afraid. Yeah, I didn't watch that. Um, that was A24, yeah, film, I presume, yeah. And then obviously that's like hot off the heels of kind of Midsummer Hereditary. So I think he had big shoes to fill. But And it's not a kind of a horror film per se, but it's mm. kind of like things that go bump in the light type of thing. Or it's actually even scarier just, just by virtue of being so disturbing and dystopian and just pushing the envelope so far beyond 
what you can imagine a film could even be. I mean, it was three hours of just whiplash. But um, but I'm just so happy that it got made. I just thought, oh my God, it's just so original. It's just so heartening to see that someone could just go so bonkers with a film. Um, mm. Yeah. Things that go bump in the light. I like that. Did you come yeah. up with that? No, we actually wrote a piece on that. And I think that was the headline. Wow, that's yeah, good. I wonder that's who good, did right? that? That's mm. clever, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> What's your favourite of all those A24 ones? Got hereditary. Be hereditary yeah. for me. I also like St Maud. That was spooky, but like in a kind of like slow burn kind of way. And also similar in the sense that like it doesn't really explain what's going on. Like you just kind of have to figure it out for yourself or like come to your own conclusions. Mm. Um, it's just a really creepy, unsettling story. Mm. And then like a lot of it, um, it's Morphage Clark, who's the main in the lead character and she does like a lot of the disturbing things to herself because it's because of the, her religion and she like puts herself her, and her body through all these things mm. willingly it seems like and that in itself kind of I think whenever I watch people hurt themselves on screen it just makes you feel like Ugh. you David you what do you throw on when you want to have a real fright. I was trying to think about how you'd update the playlist because before we recorded this, Oliver was like, what about a thriller? And I was like, <laughs> you can't argue with thriller. But maybe if, any, thriller. if anyone's sick of playing thriller and the Monster Mash every year, I've actually prepared four brand new tunes. Which I think should go on your Halloween podcast and they're like new artists. So yeah, the first one is Dana Dentona, who is... Canadian artist who's based in LA and she was actually in the first issue we did when we brought back the face she was shot by you can tell her can you remember that portfolio uh -huh. yeah, yeah. and basically she mixes like metal with trap and industrial music and she's got like a very very gothic aesthetic which she's very dedicated to there's demons in her music videos and she's a massive insane clown posse fan like unironically and she's actually performed at uh, Rise of the Juggalos and she has like ICP inspired makeup and she's got this new tune which dropped just last week called Fake as Fuck and she the chorus she brags about how excited she is to run you over in a pickup truck which I think is quite scary <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs> so this next one is BK the Ruler, who is an artist from Atlanta, who's probably one of my favorite rappers at the minute. And so loads of her music's like really relaxed and dreamy. Like she's got this song called "I Don't Know What to Tell You," and it samples Mac DeMarco, and it's kind of flowy. And then she does tunes which are kind of like a lot more aggressive and kind of mean lyrically. And this one's definitely one of the latter. It's called Tatty. There's like horror movie synths in it. There's kind of these eerie strings. There's like this really grisly bass line and like there's many threats and, and mean things she says. Bitch, take off your pennies, ha. If you not a pretty bitch, you won't understand me, ha. Slow and steady window race, bitch. Fuck up Renny, ha. Level five, fuck up five, bitch. Double tenny, ha. Tour bus, booted up and talking about a zenny bar. You don't like me. Okay, cool, bitch. Ha ha ha. I could teach you how to sweat like Bruce Antonia. You a bad bitch. Send me pictures of your tatiyas. 
I'm petrified. <laughs> <laughs> so Yeet is my next choice. So Yeet is a slightly divisive artist who I actually think is fantastic. And he is an American rapper and he is kind of one of the main artists in the rage rap subgenre, which also includes Playboy Carty and Ken Carson. And rage rap is basically like really crunchy distorted drums and sort of like computer game style synths which are kind of quite epic but also kind of distorted and the lyrics are often like totally indecipherable and the flows are really kind of slippy and all over the place yeah and all, like Ray Trap <laughs> just... the scary bit his flow is all over the place <laughs> well <laughs> to some people it'd be scary it'd scare, it'd scare your grandparents I promise you but anyway there is something kind of grotty and like like sort of like neon green about his sound. Uh, he's just had like a big mainstream moment because he was on one of the tracks in the Drake album and that's like gone massive. It's like, I think it was top of the Billboard Global chart last week. But there's a tune on his last album called uh, No Night Change and it's a bit of a detour because it's like more of like a disco house track. But it's kind of like there's something about which just sounds like kind of slimy and greasy. And I can just like imagine like being in like some sort of bunker in like a quite grotty rave and like the floor is wet and there's loads of goths there and there's no aircon. Do you know when there's like slightly sort of just dark raves, like the toilet seat snapped off, there's no bog roll. <laughs> very visceral. Yeah, you get rum coke and it's like 8.50 but there's no ice and it's in a plastic glass. That is terrifying. That's yeah. the scariest part. So I think if anyone's going to DJ like some grotty kind of edgy Halloween party, then maybe you play None I'd Change by Yeet. Do you want to hear a bit of it? Go on. Red bottoms up, bottoms up, bottoms up. What spooky monster do you think that would best suit a vampire movie? Or Yeah, well, I always think of, obviously, when you kind of mix like Halloween vibes and rave culture, you obviously think of Blade, which is like yeah. one of the yeah. the greatest scenes in, in kind of movie history. So, I can't, yeah, I kind of think of like quite cool vampires, mm-hmm. basically, and general poor hygiene in the venue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the last one I've saved, the, the last one is just so scary that I just think maybe just press pause on the podcast if you're not ready for this but <laughs> this is our ex-nephew is an artist who we featured in, in the magazine earlier this year and in the headline we just said our ex-nephew is the weirdest rapper in America and I definitely stand by that like first of all he's like extremely prolific in 2021 alone he dropped 400 songs um, like he literally drops in, like a number of songs every single week He's really open to rapping up a really, really strange beats and his lyrics are completely wild. He pushes really, really strange conspiracy theories and he often makes like really wild and completely unfounded allegations about really high profile celebrities and other rappers. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like there's a long list of celebrities who accuses of smoking crack and there's absolutely no evidence to suggest that's true. Um, I love that energy. <laughs> yeah, so Ark's nephew, but he has a really dark side to him because he has an alter ego called Slitherman. And Slitherman is named after Edgar the Bug in Men in Black. Can you remember that character? Yeah. It's so a lot was of sugar. Sugar water. Yeah. Can you remember it? 
he, that guy, I think he's got dungarees and he kind of wanders around and he's always asking for sugar water. And then in the end, does he turn into a giant cockroach or something? Yeah. That's right. Bug yeah. Bug. You're the main villain. Yeah. yeah. If you're a rapper and you want alter ego, to name yourself after that is is pretty dark. And he, Oryx's nephew occasionally raps as Slitherman and he puts on this really sort of like throaty, horrible voice. And he's just dropped a song called Slitherman versus Nephew and... Basically, I think, you know, Slitherman often takes over Oryx's nephew's thoughts and, you know, in this, he's telling him to do horrible things like, you know, put gasoline in his air fryer, you know, put bleach down <laughs> someone's throat, fish hooks through the eyelids and, and, and actually Slitherman tells him to take even more MDMA than he usually does, <laughs> um, which is just beyond the pale. But anyway, uh, this is, this is, this, here we go. You've been listening to The Face Podcast with me, Matthew Whitehouse. Thank you to Davey, Jade and Olive for joining us today. Thanks to Hunter Charlton for producing the show. Have a happy Halloween. Slitherman. Walk down and grab you. Climb through your window, break in and stab you. Slitherman, control your body. Make you eat more molly. Slitherman, fuck the community up. For Christmas time, I'm buying switches. Take your liver and sell your liver. I hate when Slitherman take over my thoughts. Look at this machete I just bought. Six people in the house, they all dying.